Well, hey there, beautiful, and welcome back to another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with me today, and I hope that you are having an awesome day so far. And I have a question for you. Have you ever sat through a sermon on Sunday, listening to what the pastor said and thinking, wow, yes, I need to do this. I need to change this. I need to whatever it is that he says, I need that. And by Monday, it's nothing more than a vague thought. And by Wednesday, you've totally forgotten about it. And then by the next Sunday, when you're back in church listening to another sermon, you're wondering why you keep doing this. Why you keep doing the things that you don't want to do and why you don't do the things that you really do want to do, like Paul says about himself in Romans 7.19. Well, today I'm going to be discussing how your programming, your belief systems, and your automations can actually hinder your walk with the Lord. So grab your Bible, your journal, and your beverage of choice, and let's do this. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Do you have a big dream, a desire that you're certain God has placed in your heart? Do you see others who are crushing it in their business and their life, yet nothing seems to be working out for you? Do you have a deep desire for God to use your life and your business to impact the kingdom for his glory, yet you can't seem to figure out why you keep doing the things you don't want to do, and you don't do the things that you really do want to do? Do you feel like God is nudging you to make a difference with your life, yet you sit and stew in doubt, fear, and unbelief, afraid to take that first step, feeling that if you just take one more course, read one more book, or attend one more seminar, then you'll be ready? If we haven't met yet, I'm Betsy, daughter of the king, wife, mom, BB, serial entrepreneur, and certified neuroscience life coach. And I get where you are because I was totally there for years, actually. The inner conflict tore me apart and totally wrecked my health. I knew I needed help, but I had no idea where to start. Then God showed me the way, and now my mission in life is helping kingdom women uncover the blocks that are keeping them from their calling, create wild success in their business in every area of their life, so they can truly impact the world for God's glory, utilizing a whole lot of tough love, biblical strategies, and brain science to help you master your mindset and heal your soul. So you can totally squash doubt, fear, procrastination, and overwhelm, and rewire your brain to work for you instead of against you. My friend, it's time to ignite, because the world needs you now more than ever to become her, so you can do what God's calling you to do. So let's get started. Oh, and make sure you grab your journal, because you're going to want to take notes. I heard messages for so many years about taking your thoughts captive and all these other things that I knew that I needed, but I never implemented because I didn't know how. And I got so frustrated because I really feel like most pastors' hearts are in the right place. Like they believe what they're saying is the right thing, but the only problem is that when they deliver a sermon, they never tell you how to do whatever it is that they're telling you, right? You ever feel like that? Like taking your thoughts captive, for instance. Well, you know, I figured that was a really, really great concept 
because they kept talking about it and I knew that God wouldn't put it in the book if it wasn't important. But I was like, what the heck does that even mean? And why doesn't anyone tell me how to do it? For years, I thought I was the only person that struggled with this. And so I never really talked about it much until I started, until I started coaching and having conversations with clients and then realizing that it's something that so many people struggle with. And so what I'm going to talk to you about today is how your belief system, that story that you keep telling yourself, the automations that you have going on in your precious little brain can actually hinder your relationship and your walk with the Lord. So if you feel like you're having a hard time receiving from the Lord, things just seem kind of off in your relationship with him. Buckle up, buttercup, because this one's going to be fire. In May 2001, I hit rock bottom. Actually, it was probably below rock bottom, if that's possible. But I was definitely at the lowest point of my life. I was 90 pounds overweight. I was on antidepressants. I was in debt out of my eyeballs, angry, bitter, drinking a lot. I had an upcoming surgery to repair a massively torn shoulder, both rotator cuffs and a biceps tendon. And I, I just, I literally saw no way out of the darkness that I was in. At that point, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. I, I knew that he was there. I believed that he existed. And I prayed a whole lot of unbelieving prayers, but I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church and I definitely wasn't making him a priority in my life. In fact, I spent most nights for months prior to getting saved out in my hammock, drinking and praying to win the lottery. Promising God that if I did win, I would pay off all the debt and I would pay my mortgage so he didn't have to ever deal with that again. And then he could do whatever he wanted to do with the rest. And I really meant that. When I first got married and I would be up late nights writing thank you notes for all the wedding gifts that we received, I remember seeing a commercial for a Christian organization that sponsored kids in Africa. And it literally shocked the shorts off of me. I mean, I like literally bawled my eyes out. I had led such a sheltered life that I didn't even know that people lived like that. It's pretty sad, huh? But it was then that the Lord dropped a desire in my heart to someday drill wells and feed kids in Africa. I actually have a gift of giving, sometimes to a fault, if that can be possible. And it's just something that I really love. And I was so frustrated by what was happening there. But anyway, I was praying to win the lottery. And one morning when I was in my gym at my house, I wasn't really able to work out because I had this shoulder that I was getting ready to have surgery on. But they were having me do these really light exercises for my shoulder to keep it from freezing up before the surgery. So I was in the gym one morning and I was doing those exercises and I turned on the TV and I had no idea how the TV got on the station that it was on because neither my husband or I had put it on that station. But it was a Christian television show that at that point in my life, I normally would have just shut it off really quickly, just like totally changed the channel. But the woman that was on the TV within like 0.2 seconds had me as a captive audience. It was as if I was frozen 
in that spot and I just couldn't move. And y'all think the Lord doesn't work in mysterious ways, huh? She was talking about faith, which is something that I had none, absolutely none of at that point in my life. I, I really didn't even know that that was a thing back then because I was in such a mess and I had been a survivor all my life. I basically had an identity of struggle. In fact, I was working with a coach one time and I was asking her all these things and she's like, well, don't you understand? You have an identity of struggle. Like struggle is your identity. Like nothing is going to be easy for you until you change your identity from struggle. And I was like, interesting. I had disconnected at a young age because of womb rejection from being adopted. And I never felt safe. I never felt loved. I never felt wanted, even though I had parents that adopted me and loved me dearly. But I was running such a massive spirit of rejection, such a spirit of abandonment and no worth and no value that I couldn't receive anyone's love. But that's another podcast for another day. So I started listening to this woman preaching about faith and I stood there with tears streaming down my eyes and it was probably a I don't know 30 minute program and I watched it till the end and I was I was mesmerized and I found myself in there every day that week just captivated by the way that she was teaching on faith and at the end of the week she said if you know you were that person that didn't have a relationship with the Lord that we could pray together and I could ask him to come into my heart and to to be my Lord and I was like what I didn't even know that that was a thing either. I had gone to Episcopalian school all through elementary and we had chapel every day, but I was never ever told that I could actually have a relationship with the Lord. In fact, I was led to believe by the way that they preached that I had to be afraid of God. And I'm not talking about the fear of the Lord, okay? I'm talking about like scared to death of God, like God was out to get me. I was running this belief system that told me that God was out to get me. And so at that point in my life, I had made so many bad choices and decisions that I knew God was out to get me, or at least I believed that he was out to get me. And so when this woman told me that I could actually have a relationship with the Lord, I was like, are you kidding me? Why would he want to have a relationship with me? But I prayed the prayer and I asked Jesus to be my Lord. And I thought, wow, everything's just going to change overnight, right? <laughs> Yeah, boy, was I mistaken. I had never read the Bible except for a few Psalms here and there and whatever that we had done in chapel. And I certainly didn't understand the sanctification progress process, nor did I know that I had a conscious mind and a subconscious mind and that I was running my life on automations that had been in there since the womb. So needless to say, I was a mess. But God in his infinite grace and love slowly but surely pulled me out of that pit and set my feet on solid ground. Was it work? Huh, you better believe it. Some of the most grueling, difficult work I have ever done in my life. Blood, sweat, and lots and lots and lots and lots of tears. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because it's work that radically changed my life and has set me free. But unfortunately for me, it was work that didn't start until I was probably... I don't know, 13, 15 years into my walk with the Lord. So it definitely wasn't always sunshine and roses. When I first started reading the Bible, as I mentioned, I was running that program that said God was out to get me. 
So on a conscious level, while I was reading all these scriptures on grace and mercy and love and forgiveness and healing and all the things, subconsciously that program of I've messed up too bad, God is out to get me, all the shame, all the guilt, all the condemnation that I had from years and years of bad choices and bad decisions, looking for love in all the wrong places, were so programmed inside my brain that I had built such a massive wall around my heart that locked me in and locked God and everyone else out. And I wasn't allowing God's word to penetrate my heart. You know, if you look at the distance from your head to your heart, it's only like about a foot, right? But for me, it was light years distance. And I was angry at God and me and my family and the world and everyone in it because I didn't understand why consciously I felt like I I truly loved the Lord so deeply and I loved reading the Bible, but I couldn't understand why I was still so defeated. For like 10 to 15 years, I was still angry, I was bitter, I was sad, I was lonely, I was isolated, I was depressed. And honestly, I felt even more defeated when I started because I didn't understand why nothing was working for me. And wow, if this was what it was like to be a Christian, then, you know, what difference was that? Right? And it was because I wasn't allowing the word to go from my head down into my heart because there was a wall that I had erected that was keeping it out. There were soul wounds and traumas and old patterns and belief systems that I didn't understand, but I was on a mission to figure it out because I was sick and tired of being defeated. So I actually spent a few years dabbling out in the metaphysical. I mean, not like the total crazy woo-woo stuff, but the law of attraction and mindset and all that kind of stuff because I knew my mind was so seriously messed up and I was desperate to change it. Now, I wasn't into chakras and crystals and sage and all that kind of crazy witchcraft, but I was desperate to understand my mind and I was open to anyone who would teach me about it. And most of them were not Christians, but like I said, I wasn't into the woo-woo crazy kind of stuff. I just wanted to learn about my mind. And I did learn a lot about it. And while I did learn a lot, I still felt like something was seriously missing. I had been in network marketing for years with this grand vision to build a team and impact a ton of lives and help the kids in Africa that I had seen so many years before. But my programming was so screwed up that I wouldn't even allow myself to succeed. And when I did, I would immediately push it away because in my mind, I wasn't worthy of God's blessings or anything else that he had for me. And I was frustrated beyond belief. Here I sat with this grand vision, not allowing myself to go after it and sabotaging it when I did. And that struggle, that conflict within myself led to massive stress in my body, which eventually led me to stage three adrenal fatigue where I couldn't even get out of bed. But I was still determined to create a successful online business. Only unbeknownst to me, God had another plan that led me out of network marketing and into coaching. But when I got my first certification, I knew that something was missing. It was symptom-based coaching and not source-based. And I knew that my clients deserved better because symptom-based coaching is just like putting a Band-Aid on a broken arm. You can't just think a new thought and hope that your life changes. You have to dig the programming up at the source. 
And it wasn't until I got my neuroscience certification that my eyes were wide open to the possibility that I could actually not only help myself, but other people as well. And I was beyond ecstatic. But as I got more into it, I realized there was still something missing. And that something was God. You see, our programming comes from soul wounds. Things that have happened to us in the past that cause us to believe erroneously or believe lies. Things that cause guilt and shame and condemnation and feelings of failure and unworthiness can actually harden our hearts and cause us to build a wall around our hearts that locks us in and locks God out. And that's why I felt like I was the most defeated Christian on the planet for so many years because I was reading scripture and I was speaking it over my life like they said to do. But I had this wall around my heart that didn't allow me to believe it. And then I tried to change my mind without healing my heart. And that didn't work either. But then when it finally all came together and I allowed God to bring those wounds to the surface so that we could work on them and I allowed him to heal them, it was at that point that I could renew my mind or rewire my brain with new beliefs. Ones that served me and worked for me instead of against me. God is so gracious to heal us if we are open to it. You have to invite him in and open yourself to his healing. Because first of all, it's hard. (laughs) And second of all, he's a gentleman. And he's not going to force his way into your life unless you invite him in. But we have to understand, it's our part to rewire the old programming that has come from the wounds. Because renewing our mind is a process. And if we don't learn how to take our thoughts captive, even after God heals us, we will eventually start to believe all the lies again and be right back where we started from. Except usually we end up worse than before. So we have a part and God has a part. Because he's the one who said, as she thinks in her heart, so is she. Take your thoughts captive. Renew your mind. Think on things that are pure, honorable, right, lovely. And above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Why do you think he goes to so much trouble to talk about our thoughts and our heart? Because it's that important. Everything you do flows from it. And when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not like your physical beating organ. It's your subconscious mind. It's where all your memories, good and bad, are stored. All your programming. And the way that things get in there is through your thoughts. Thoughts repeated over time become beliefs. They become automations that are stored in your subconscious mind and run 90% of your day, whether you like it or not. And the the only way to change what's in there is to rewire your brain. And the only way to stay free after you rewire your brain is to take your thoughts captive. And that, my friend, is a daily, like all day long daily process. I get really frustrated with a lot of the coaching that's going on in the industry right now because I find that it's hurting people more than it's helping them. Because as I said, you just can't think another thought over a thought and hope that things are going to change. That's again like putting a band-aid on a broken arm. If you don't erase the belief and rewire a new neural pathway with a new belief, things are never going to change. I'm going to give you an analogy. As I said, your subconscious mind runs 90% of your day because of the programs and the automations that are there. And a lot of what's in there you don't even know is there 
because a lot of it was programmed before you were even seven years old. Yeah, it's that far back. So in the grand scheme of life, your conscious mind, your thinking mind is like the size of your laptop versus your subconscious mind being the size and the power of the government mainframe computer system. <clears throat> Who do you think is going to win when you put the two next to each other as the most powerful? Obviously, the government mainframe, right? My husband watches a lot of FBI shows, and, and I don't know, I think there's actually one that's called FBI. I'm not sure. And then there's, of course, you know, all the NCIS, NCIS 500 different ways, like California, Hawaii, and, and all of the ones that they have out there now. But every now and then I'll walk out when he's watching, and I notice that they're doing like this search up on the screen where they're showing this grid, where they've got somebody on the phone and they're showing the exact location on the grid so they can go catch the guy, right? That's the government's mainframe. That's the capacity that it has. And then there's your little laptop that gets aggravated if you've downloaded too much junk on it, right? That's the difference between your conscious and your subconscious mind. You cannot just think another thought and hope and pray that maybe one day you're gonna change it because you won't. And anyone that's telling you that you can, please run as far in the opposite direction as you can because it's not true. And then what happens is that you don't get the results that you hope for, right? And so then you ask yourself the question, what's wrong with me? Doesn't God love me? Doesn't he want to help me? And then all you're doing is reinforcing all those beliefs that say you're not worthy, you're not good enough, and all the things. And that's exactly what happened for me. I'd read the Bible. I'd quote scripture. I believed on a conscious level. I believed that God was good. I believed that he wanted to heal me. I believed that he wanted my life to be better than the hell that I had inflicted in myself. But my walls and old patterns weren't allowing me to receive because I had so many walls built up that I couldn't receive anything from him. And so now obviously God must not love me, right? Other people are getting blessed and I'm defeated. So now I'm offended at God because he won't help me, which is not a great place to be, by the way, when I'm the one that's pushing everything away. That's why it says in James 1, 7 through 8, that a double-minded man receives nothing because he's unstable in all his ways. Now, that's not because God doesn't want to bless you. It's because you're up, you're down, you're in, you're out, you're hopeful, wishing because your receiver is blocked with walls, a hard heart, and poor programming. So if you find yourself in this position, there's only one way out. And that's allowing God to tear down the walls, soften your heart, rewiring your brain, and learning the true meaning of taking your thoughts captive all day, every day, so that you can stay free. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not easy. It's work, and it's a lot of work. But it's the greatest freedom that you will ever achieve in your life when you do the work. And I can totally help you with that. Why? Because I've been where you are. I know how you think and I understand the process because it is a process. And anyone that tells you that it's gonna happen overnight, again, run. That's why I created Train Your Brain Bootcamp. It's my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I get in the trenches with you on a daily basis for 90 days and we work together daily with the Lord to uncover all the soul wounds that are keeping you stuck so that he can heal them. Then we erase and we rewire all those automated negative thoughts, those programs, those stories, all the junk that you have on repeat 
that stuff that's running 90% of your day so that your brain will work for you instead of against you. And you can actually create the success that you desire and impact all the lives that God's called you to impact. Because I promise you, once you change what's going on in the inside, everything on the outside will change. And I mean everything. From the excavation call is totally free. But staying stuck can and will cost you your destiny. So catch me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony. And we can chat to see if it's a fit for us to work together. Because I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I am not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> I am totally okay with that. This work is hard. And that's why my clients see results so quickly. But if you're not ready and willing to do the work to see lasting change, I'm not your coach. As I mentioned, there's a lot of symptom-based coaching going on out there that treats symptoms and you will never get lasting change that way. This is source-based coaching where we dig up your ish at the root, heal it, erase it, and rewire it. And the freedom that comes from this work is life-altering. So again, if you're done and you're ready, as of the time of this recording, I have one opening. And if not, I do have a wait list that you can get on. So jump on over to Instagram and catch me in the DMs. Father, we confess our need for you today. Please expose any lies that we are believing and remind us that you work on behalf of those you love. Forgive us for trying to fix our situations on our own and help us to understand that true help can only be found in you. Forgive us for forgetting how much we need you above everyone and everything else. We surrender to you all the places that we are hurting. You see where no one else is able to fully see or understand. You know the pain that we have carried, all our struggles, burdens, and cares. And you said to cast those cares over to you because you care for us. You know every area where we need to be set free. We ask for your healing and grace to cover every broken place, every wound, every heartache. Thank you that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that we could ever imagine. Thank you for your mighty power working in us and through us. Thank you that you will never waste our pain or our suffering. In Jesus' name we pray. And that wraps up another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. My mission is to help you eliminate any and all mindset blocks and soul wounds that are standing in your way so that you can confidently and courageously step into the call of God for your life and set the world on fire for his glory. I really hope you loved today's episode and that it challenged you or blessed you in some way. If so, please share this with a friend you think might benefit. And I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That way I know you're liking the show. I'm so grateful for you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email at ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and God bless.